Greetings, thanks to God. This is Pastor Monty Lester, senior pastor of the Cedar Grove Church, located right here in beautiful Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I want to say thank you for tuning in today, wherever you are, whether it's on your phone, on your television, wherever you may be. We thank God for each and every one of you. Speaking of thankfulness, we thank God for all of you that have worked behind the scenes so diligently to make sure that ministry goes forth. So we thank God for our, our team, uh, our technology team. Thank God for our musicians, our praise and worship leaders. I thank God for everyone that has sown good seed into good ground. You have been generous during this season. I thank God for you. And I pray a 100-fold blessing on every good seed that you've sown in time, talent, and treasure. You know you can't be God's given no matter how you try. And even in the midst of this famine, even in the midst of everything that's going on, God is allowing us to still speak. He's protecting us from this plague and this pandemic. And we just thank God for being true to his word today. I want to say that there is a word from heaven that I would love to share with you today. I want to call your attention to the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings. Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 9. Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 9. I'm sharing from the New King James translation. Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 9. And here begins the reading of God's word. Then the Lord saw that wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of, of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord says, I will destroy man whom I created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing of the birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. Verse 8 says, but, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. Today the Lord and I want to minister from that seventh verse there where it says, So the Lord says, I will destroy man whom I created from the face of the earth. The Lord and I want to minister from the subject, when God has to handle it. When God has to handle it. Let us pray. Precious Lord, we praise you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you put in place for this moment in time to take place. And Holy Spirit, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that you would go before us, O oh God. That you would minister, Lord God, that, that your word would go forth without any, any uh, prohibition, O oh God, with any distraction. Lord, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that you would bind the hand of Satan, all of his cohorts, and anything that would distract us from the integrity of what you would like to say to the saints and even the sinners on this day. So bless that, and let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer is in the marvelous light and mighty name of Jesus that we ask it all. Somebody loves you, say amen. Amen, amen. The year was 1971 when Marvin Gaye who is not considered by most to be a preacher or a prophet, wrote a song entitled, What's Going On? What's Going On? As a matter of fact, uh, this song was inspired by uh, his co-writer, Ronaldo Obi Benson, who had witnessed the police brutality that was taking place at the time, 1971. And now, almost 49 years later, uh, that song reads uh, and uh, sounds like a prophetic utterance. Uh, looks like Marvin Gaye has seen the future and saw uh, uh, something that was going on in that day that is still going on even to this day. 
49 years later, that song sounds like it could be written today. What's going on? Amen. When you see things that we see on CNN, MSNBC, and, and uh, Fox News these days, it makes us wonder what is going on. And today I must confess, I must confess that I feel like Jeremiah this morning. I, I have a Jeremiah type moment where I didn't want to preach this. Uh, I didn't want to preach this because I've gotten to the point where I prefer being a little bit more politically correct. A little bit more anyway, politically correct. Yes, Lord, I, I, I try to avoid some of the hot topics that are going on in society. Yes, Lord. Uh, 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 but do you understand that, uh, uh, that uh, even though you hope that some things would just go away, that may be an altruistic thought, but it's not a realistic thought. There are some things that we have to address. Uh, there are certain things that we have to identify, confront, and conquer. And although Jeremiah said that he wasn't going to preach God's word, amen, but it was like fire shut up in his bones. And he, and he had to say what thus saith the Lord. So in my Jeremiah moment, I, I feel today that i got to say what thus saith the Lord. Amen. Because when I look at the conditions of our society, the things that we see on TV, through the news, hallelujah, uh, throughout the last few years, uh, throughout the last few months, uh, even the last few days, uh, the question to consider is what is going on? And I want to let you know today that this is not a, uh, a Republican or Democrat issue. Uh, this is not a, a situation where it's the black versus the white. Democrats versus Republican. It's not police versus protesters. What we're talking about today is right versus wrong. Uh, it's right versus wrong. And as followers of Christ, we don't need to pledge allegiance to our political affiliation. We don't need to pledge allegiance to our skin color. We don't need to pledge allegiance to anything, uh, uh, any other affiliation. Yes, so we must pledge allegiance to the Christian plan and to the Savior whose kingdom is stands one Savior crucified and risen and coming again to save us all. But take the question to consider is, is it right? Uh, because if it's not right, then it's wrong. Amen. Uh, and if it's wrong, it's not right. Uh, and what God wants us to do is to pledge allegiance to his kingdom as followers of Christ. Uh, uh, as Matthew 6 and 33, as I often quote, seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and then all of these other things can be added unto us. Uh, uh, so I want to talk about what's right and wrong today in the eyes of our Lord. Amen. And that brings me to my text today because the text is talking about such a time as this. In this uh, uh, sixth chapter of the book of Genesis, uh, it talks about the things that were going on in the days of Noah. And some of you have heard this time and time again, but I don't want your familiarity with the text to handcuff you, to hinder you from what the Holy Spirit wants to say to you on this day. Uh, in the days of Noah, there are some things that were going on. Now, I want to lay a foundation before we even go deeper in the Word today. Uh, in the days of Noah, it talks about the first civilization and society. Yes, Lord, being uh, talking about it was comparing and contrasting a godly line of people and an ungodly line of people. A godly line, people that feared the Lord, people that had the Word of God as a lamp to their feet and a light to their heart. A godly line. And then an ungodly line, people that didn't care nothing about what was in the word of God. People didn't care nothing about scripture, God, or anything that was related to him. And it was talking about a time like this where you could not tell the difference. Mm. You couldn't tell the difference between the godly and the ungodly. Uh, uh, the Bible talks about it. It begins in Genesis chapter 6 uh, uh, where they began to commingle with the godly and the ungodly. Yes, Lord. Uh, number one, uh, the 
godly ignored God and became worldly and immoral. Yes, Lord. Number two, I'm laying the foundation. God uh, became disturbed and warned man in verse number three. Yes, Lord. He, he warned man because God always speaks. Uh, uh, he's like a good parent. He likes to let his children know what's going on before he chastises them. Yes, Lord. Uh, God became disturbed and warned me in verse number three. And then the fact number three is that man became lawless as well and immoral in developing the first society upon earth. Yes, Lord. They became immoral. Uh, verse number four talks about that. Uh, talks about their immoral uh, ways. Uh, uh, point number four. God saw that man's wickedness uh, was great. Verse number five said that wickedness was so great that every imagination, uh, everything they were doing, everything was that they thought was towards evil continually. Uh, all of us have some wicked thoughts every now and again. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us are naughty by nature. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And just like Paul, when I desire to do good, evil mm, is always present. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, so uh, wickedness was not only on man's mind occasionally, wicked was every thought, every thought, every imagination was wicked continuously. And then we got to the point in verses 6 and 7 that God grieved over the fact that he, he made man. Mm. Uh, he was so upset, the Bible says that he was sorry that he had made man and he was grieved in his heart. Lord have mercy. How upset does God have to be or how bad does, had, did the world have to be that God was so upset that he regretted that he made men? And many of us are, are parents and we understand we've seen some kids that don't do everything that we desire them to do. But how many parents, uh, how many uh, uh, people that have created something that just looked at your creation and said, you know what, I wish hmm, you were never created. Uh, it grieved his heart. Uh, things had to be bad. Uh, things were bad off. Yes, Lord, it was a bad, wicked society. But I thank God for the next point. Point number six said, God remembered his grace and saved Noah. Yes, Lord. The Bible said, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Believe it or not, everybody may not uh, go in with the word of God, but God always finds somebody. Uh, the race is not given to the swift, even the battle to the strong, but to he that endured to the end. There is a wide road that leads to a destruction, but there is a narrow road, and there are few that follow it. And the question to consider today mm, is what road are you on? Uh, are you just going with the popular uh, theme for the day? Are you just going with what your politics says? Uh, what your skin color, what your economic condition says, or are you going with what, what God says? Or have you done just like Joshua said, for God I live. Mm, and for God, yeah, I die. Amen. That's my foundation today. So what I want to talk about today is, is, is such a time as this, because as I look at the news, uh, as I look at the things that are going on in our society, I believe that we have some similarities that are going on right now in 2020, uh, just like it was in 1971, and just like in the days of Noah. There's some things that's going on that, that I wonder if God is pleased. Can we go deeper today? Uh, uh, can we go deeper? Well, I want to just uh, go deeper into the text. Hallelujah. Because what, uh, when, you find, when we find ourselves in this situation, and I must confess, I've gone through a wide a range of emotions this week. Uh, I, I've gone through a, a wide a range of thoughts that have come into my mind. Some godly, some I wonder if they're ungodly. Yes, Lord. But, but I didn't want to come and speak through, through flesh. I wanted my faith to speak. And I, and I just believe there's a difference between saying something and having something to say. And as I talk to the Lord, he talked back to me. I believe we have something to say today. Yes, Lord. Uh, and in times like this, 
I want to highlight some things from the text today and just let us know that God is still in control. And there are certain times that when we find ourselves in these situations, yes, Lord, when we feel hopeless, when we feel helpless, yes, Lord, I want to let you know there are certain situations uh, that God has to handle. Yes, Lord, when God has to handle and God has to handle this situation. Can I go deeper today? Amen. Because as we go through the text, the first thing I want to highlight as we go deeper in the text today is, number one, never underestimate the sovereignty of God. Mm, never underestimate the sovereignty of God. Oh, one of my favorite scriptures is, for, is Romans 8, 28, where it says, For we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, for the called according to his purpose. In other words, God is not called by surprise. God is not sleep. Uh, he's not off on a journey. He is a God that never slumbers nor sleeps. Yes, what he's the keep of Israel. Guess what? His, his eye is on the sparrow. And guess what? He's watching us. He knows everything that's going on. And God is sovereign. Even in the midst of our highs and lows in life, even in the midst of our disappointments, discouragements, and, and, and our fears and our doubts and everything else that's going on, I want to let you know that we should never underestimate the sovereignty of God. And there are times, I want you to catch this, when we are tempted to answer the question, where is God in all of this? Uh, have you ever asked that question before? <laughs> Uh, when you look at what stuff is going on, Lord have mercy, we got pandemics, uh, uh, we got police brutality, we, we got people that will uh, have situational ethics. It, it's right when I do it, but it's wrong when you do it. Uh, uh, and you have to ask the question, where is God in all of this? Uh, when COVID-19 has, has taken the lives of over 100,000 Americans, uh, I know uh, somebody is tempted to say, where is God? In all of this. And if you haven't asked the question, I definitely have. I, I've been wondering, where is God in all of this? But, but I thank God that he's a God that lets us ask questions. Because I talked to him, and he talked back to me. And he reminded me, there are times that he is, to let you know that he's sovereign. And he's still working all things together for the good of those who love him. For the call according to his purpose. Hallelujah. And he brought to mind Mary and Martha. Yes, Lord. Uh, some of y'all understand that because Mary, you and I are not the first one to ask, uh, where is God in all of this? Because Mary and Martha asked the question when their brother Lazarus died. They said, if you would have been here, uh, my brother uh, would not have died. In other words, God, where were you? Uh, you could have stopped this. You, you could have uh, uh, prevented all of this to happen. Yes, Lord, there are times when we're tempted to ask the question, where is God? In all of this, yes, Lord. Well, I'm going to let you know that God is in the same place he's always been. He sits up high and he looks down low. He's always on the throne. He sits on the circle of the earth and the earth is his footstool, yes, Lord. And I just believe today that, that God is still on the throne, yes, Lord. He is not one that has had a term limit. He cannot be voted out. He cannot be voted in. He's not president. He's king. He's Lord, yes, Lord. And he's still, he's still on the throne, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Even in the midst of that, yes, Lord. Even in our current situation, when we're facing our current problems, yes, Lord. And, and with the politicians that we see, yes, Lord. Uh, when it depends on what policy uh, party you're a part of, whether it's right or whether it's wrong, or even our judicial system, mm, or race relations, uh, even in this pandemic. And I ask the question is this demonic or is this divine? Mm, because there are times when God has to handle certain situations. And I'm going to throw this in for free. I'm going to let you know today that God had made nothing that he can't handle. 
Yes, Lord. God has not made anything yet that he cannot handle. Yes, Lord. And I'm going to let you know that when we see what we see in our society, I'm going to let you know that this is a job for Jesus. Yeah, this is a job for Jesus. Uh, just like Mary and Martha said, you know what? He's in the grave. It's stinking now. And guess what? It looks like it's, uh, there's nothing can't be done. But they had enough sense to say, go get Jesus. Yes, Lord. This is a job for Jesus. Yes, Lord. This is a job for Jesus, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Uh, so number one, never underestimate the sovereignty of God. God is on the throne. And I know we've been trying to kick him out of our court system. We've been trying to kick him out of our schools. We've been trying to kick him out of a lot of competitors. But guess what? He's still on the throne and he's still sovereign. Yes, Lord. Number two, always listen for the voice of God. Always listen for the voice of God. Because even in Noah's day, when there was uh, so much was going on, when the thoughts of man was evil continually, uh, the thoughts of men, uh, everything that crossed their mind, uh, uh, everything that was going on in their marriages, yes, Lord, uh, everything that they were doing in their might, everything that they were doing, uh, um, everything uh, was evil continually. Uh, but I'm glad today that God always speaks to his people. Does anybody know that God still speaks? <laughs> Yes, Lord, he still speaks, and, and he speaks in a number of ways. Yes, Lord, he, he speaks through nature. Yes, Lord, he, he speaks in dreams. He speaks in visions. Yes, Lord, uh, uh, but, and, but most importantly, he speaks through his word. Yes, in this current dispensation of the word uh, that we're living in, God speaks through his word. Yes, Lord, uh, uh, and although he speaks through his word, there are times when he sends his people, his prophet, uh, and even in prayer to speak to his people. And I'm glad that God always raises up somebody to speak. And the Bible says in verse number eight, yes, Lord, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. There was a man named Noah uh, 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 that God had called to speak at such a time as this. And I want to let you know one of the ways that you can usually tell that it's God's voice versus everybody else's voice is that God usually speaks uh, uh, an unpopular message. Mm. Uh, when God speaks, it's usually an unpopular message. He's, his message is often different from what everyone else is saying. Yes, Lord. And I know, I know uh, when you preach sermons about, you know what, we're going to be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed when we come, blessed when we go. Yes, Lord, you know, that's what I call a shadow. We, we love those types of sermons. But, but there are days like today. Uh, when preachers have a, a civil war, yes, Lord, when, when we have to declare what thus saith the Lord, when there are times when the message might not be popular, yes, Lord, it may not be popular, but if it's from the king, you got to say what thus saith the Lord. Don't take my word for it. Ask John the Baptist, uh, because even in those days, yes, Lord, John was out there, and he was a little different. He was out there in the wilderness, but he, and every Sunday, he would preach the same word. He'd say, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Yes, Lord, uh, there are times when God speaks and there are times when what he's speaking is quite different from what everybody else was saying. Uh, that's why Jeremiah was so upset because he was speaking an unpopular message. Uh, the people in uh, Jeremiah say all the prophets, uh, they were not prophesying, they were prophesying. They were telling the people that the trouble won't last long, that, that God is getting ready to bring us out in a, in a hurry. I don't know how long it's going to take God to bring us out, but I know he's sovereign. I know he's on the throne I know he's still speaking. And because Jeremiah was speaking what thus said the Lord, Jeremiah went through some things himself. He was depressed. He was discouraged. Uh, he was despondent. Guess what? As a matter of fact, he told God himself, you know what? I'm not going to preach anymore because the people don't want to hear what I got to say. And again, sometimes God will speak something that's unpopular. He'll tell you something that's abrasive to your flesh. Something
something that you're that's not uh, what your itching ears want to hear, but but something. Uh, but I feel like Jeremiah this morning because although Jeremiah wanted to quit, he said it was like fire shut up in his bones, but uh, he said that he wasn't going to do it anymore. And even then, just like Jeremiah, just like John the Baptist, just Lord, same way with Elijah. Sometimes you got to speak a message that, that people you know won't, don't want to hear. And Elijah was speaking to King Ahab, a, a wicked king, someone that was in a high position, had power and possession, but still, that sometimes God speaks, calls us to speak to those situations. <sighs> and what I love about the Lord, yes, Lord, uh, and what God is calling us to do is always listen for the voice of the Lord. Uh, because the voice of the Lord speaks to not only the why, but the what. Uh, it speaks to the why. Why are we in this mess? Mm, why? Uh, the what. And, and what do we need to do to recover from this situation? Uh, have you asked that during this situation when we sit, sit here and we see news that is unpleasant? On a daily basis. When we see uh, 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 a situation that God could have prevented. Hallelujah. A situation that we've never, ever, ever seen in our lifetime when God has shut down every little idol that we've all been lifted up before him. Yes, Lord, we can't watch the NBA. And the Lakers are good this year. Uh, uh, we can't watch NFL. Brother Joseph and the Steelers, Lord have mercy. Amen. We cannot watch anything that we're accustomed to watching. God, we can't even go to all our kids' baseball games and football games and all these other things. God has said, you know what? Can I have your undivided attention? God is speaking like that over rising commercial. He said, can you hear me now? And the question to consider is, what is it that God has to do before we can hear him clearly? Uh, what else does God have to say before uh, uh, we get to the point where, you know what, God? I hear what you're saying. Uh, and, and I'm listening to your voice. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Uh, and because I just believe today that God always speaks in the situation. And just like Jeremiah's day, just like Isaiah's day, just like anybody else's day when God was speaking, just like in Noah's day, he tells us either to repent, mm, get comfortable. That's what Jeremiah was saying. You know, get comfortable. Guess what? You're going to be in Babylon in captivity for a while. Get comfortable. He's not coming. Or, or he catch you just like Isaiah. They that wait upon the Lord. Yeah, shall renew their strength. He'll let you know that deliverance will come. Right, but what I believe he's saying today is to get saved. Mm. With so much death and destruction and death, we're reminding of this thing called death. I believe God is saying, you know what? It's time to get saved. And I'm not just talking about that Sunday morning, except when you go to church for an hour. Mm, when you put on your Christian costume, mm, uh, uh, when you go and you play church, uh, I believe God has removed some things right now so that he can speak to you directly. This is a season where you know what God said, you know what, I don't even want to speak through a middleman. Can I speak to you? Can I have your undivided attention? Are you listening to what the Lord is saying today? Because I just believe that God is speaking today. Yes, Lord. So number one, yes, Lord. Yeah. Uh, never underestimate the sovereignty of God. Number two, always listen for the voice of God. And number three, always surrender to the plan and will of God. Uh, always surrender to the plan and the will of God. Because believe it or not, regardless of how tough things are, regardless of how ugly it may look, regardless of how bad the situation appears to be, does anybody know that God is still on the throne? Yes, Lord, and God always provides a way of escape. Not only that, he gives a way to survive. Not only that, he gives a way to thrive. Yes, Lord, uh, he often gives us a way to not only survive, but a way to thrive. Yes, do you know that God takes care of his children? Yes, Lord, he, he always provides 
a way of escape. And the Bible goes on to say, you know what? He called Noah to speak this unpopular message. And Noah had been preaching for years. He told as he prepared, uh, as Noah surrendered to his word, yes, Lord, uh, this unpopular message. You know it's unpopular because believe it or not, only eight people joined this church. Y'all can catch that later on. Yes, Lord. Uh, only eight people in the midst of this whole situation were saved. Yes, Lord. Uh, God always uh, has... As we surrender to God's plan, yes, Lord, he always provides a way of escape. Yes, Lord. He, he told Noah, yes, Lord, to warn the people. It's going around. Hmm. It's, it's, it's going around. Uh, it's going around. Guess what? Uh, uh, and I want to do this. I, Noah, because you have found favor in my sight. Noah, because you are a person that doesn't mean, that, that, doesn't mean, that, that, that does not mind being salt and light. Yes, Lord, Jesus told us in the Beatitudes that we should be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. He told us that, you know what, we should, uh, Christianity should just not be a costume that we wear on Sundays. Yes, Lord, because if the salt loses its savior, yes, Lord, it, it's no good for anything to be trampled on upon the feet. Yes, Lord, because of who we are, uh, we are supposed to make a difference in the earth. Oh, we are called to make a difference in the earth. And I'm glad that God, he sits up high and he looks low. Uh, God, he's always attentive to the cry of the righteous. Yes, Lord, his eyes upon the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. The Bible says in verse number eight that Noah found favor and grace in the eyes of the Lord. And I just believe today that God is looking for some righteous folk today. Amen. I'm not talking about people that never have sinned. Yes, Lord, I'm not talking about people who have never made a mistake. I'm talking about our heart condition, uh, that our hearts are not bent towards evil continually because we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but, but if our heart has been renewed, if our heart has been regenerated, guess what? If we have a relationship with the Lord, that's not just a Sunday morning act and a role that we play, but if we have a relationship with the Lord where His Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, where His Word is what we hid in our hearts so that we will not sin against God. I just believe today that, yes, Lord, uh, I thousand may fall to our left and, and ten thousand to our right, but, but no harm shall come to thee. Yes, Lord, I'm talking Psalm 91. I said God will always provide a way to escape. And if that widow here whatever, that had those two sticks, yes, Lord, and was preparing her last meal, guess what? Uh, she understood that as she surrendered to the word of God, that God always provides a way of escape. And I don't care what's going on, yes, Lord, uh, in the society, I don't care what the news says, yes, Lord, God is providing a way of escape. Guess what? God is telling us what we need to do. And he told Noah, yes Lord, to, to go ahead and build a boat. I know you're speaking an unpopular message. I know people don't want to hear it, but guess what? Go ahead and build a boat. Because guess what? It's going to rain. Yeah. It's going to rain. I'm getting ready to judge the earth for its, un for its unrighteousness. But but if you are uh, uh, just like Noah, and I believe we got some folk like Noah today. Yes, Lord. They say, Lord, I'm not uh, uh, concerned about my political affiliation. I'm not talking about the color of my skin. I'm not for the police or the protesters. I'm for what's right. Amen. And they, for God I live and for God I die. And Lord, I'm going to stand in your word because I believe it's either right or it's wrong. Yes, Lord. And, and I'm going to stand for what's right even if I 
I have to stand by myself? Do I have anybody out there that's willing to stand on the word of God? Yes, Lord. Because God says, I will always provide a way of escape. Yes, Lord. And uh, there are times when God will tell you to do some things that are unpopular. Yes, Lord. God has ways of speaking that doesn't make sense. Yes, Lord. He told Jesus to spit that on the ground and he put mud on a man's eyes. But, but God says, you know what? If you go and deal, guess what? I'm going to bring you out. Yeah. God always speaks and gives a way of escape. Yes, Lord. There are times that it may be a brace of the flesh. There may be times when we don't want to do what God has said to do. Uh, but if you just uh, provide and just listen to the voice of God, God always provides a way of escape. Uh, and uh, even if he tells you to dip in the joy, guess what? Or even if he tells you to die on a cross, guess what? God will do just what he said he would do. Does anybody know that his will and your surrender brings deliverance? Let me say that again. When you surrender to God's will, he brings deliverance. Yes, Lord. And God, let the rain fall. Let the winds blow. Guess what? I'm standing on the word of God. Guess what? The word may be unpopular. Guess what? I'm going to stand on what God says, and God will deliver his people. And I'm not just talking about temporal deliverance. I'm not talking about deliverance on this side of eternity. I'm talking about deliverance forevermore. Because he sent his son Jesus to hang, bleed, and die on a cross. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. Mm, but you have everlasting life. Hallelujah. And that's what God is saying in this season right here. Hallelujah. Amen. That God is always providing uh, as we surrender to the will of God. Uh, yes, Lord. That he'll, he'll always, he always has a plan. That as we surrender to the Word, he has a way of escape. He has a way of making it so that we can survive and that, he can, that we can thrive. So the question to consider today is, have we gotten to a point, hallelujah, where we have been just like the people in the days of Noah? Where all that we want to do is, uh, where we pledge allegiance to so many other things, uh, so many other affiliations, that we forgot what was right and what was wrong. Are we so committed to our political party? Yes, more than that. That we have situational ethics. If somebody in our group is doing it, that is right. And if somebody in somebody else's group is doing it, that is wrong. Hallelujah. Well, I just believe today that God is looking for some noise. He's looking for some people that will share the unpopular message. He's looking for some people that will stand on his word. Some people that will declare his word and still speak truth to those situations. And I just believe today that you're not listening to this by accident. Because I just believe that God is looking for a change. Yes, Lord. What else do we need to see? What else do we need to hear? What else do we need to go through for us to do a self-examination? As Michael Jackson said, to look at the man and the woman in the mirror. And to say, have I drifted away? Have I been so consumed by my other concerns that I forgot who I was? Huh. Because I just believe today that God is still needing some Noah's in the land. He's still needing some people that will, will, will understand that he's sovereign, that he's in control, he's working all things together. Yes, Lord, and he understands that there are still people that will listen to that still small voice and that will stand for what's right, even when everyone else is falling for what's wrong. Hallelujah. And we'll understand too that as we surrender to his plan, Surrender to his will, that God has a plan, he has a way of escape, and he's calling us not only to survive, but he's calling us to thrive through this season. 
And what I believe today is God is shaking up the earth. God is shaking up the earth. And yes, God is going to handle this situation. But I'm going to let you know this, this as well. As I take my seat, that, that does not exempt us from our part. Let me say that again. That does not exempt us from doing our part. As always, there's God's part, God's part, and then there's our part. God wants us to do all the good we can, while we can, to whomever we can. And then after we've done all that we can, just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And I'm telling you that I still have more questions than answers. I have to be totally transparent today. I, I don't know if we need to protest. I don't know if we need to just vote. Uh, I, I don't know what needs to be done, but I understand that whatever we do, we need to examine ourselves to make sure that it's right in the eyes of the Lord. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is dead. And as we do that, as we seek the Lord, as we speak truth and even the power, that's what he's calling us to do in some situation, whatever he's calling us to do, be found doing just that. And the God I serve, the God I serve, yes, Lord, he'll address every pandemic, he'll address every plague, he'll address everything that's going on in our world. Hallelujah. And I just believe that he's doing that today. And today, I want you to know today, if, if you're here today and you haven't uh, accepted Christ as your personal Savior, the first thing you need to do is get saved. Amen. Uh, we're not going to beg you. We're not going to pump you and prime you. Amen. God has shown you enough in this season that death is too certain, hell is too hard, eternity is too long for, for you to leave without being saved. And I don't just, I'm not just talking about being saved enough to get out of hell. For God wants us to, to be salt and light in the earth. To speak to what we need to speak to. Uh, to put on uh, understanding, not as a costume that we wear on Sunday, but to walk in his footsteps on a daily basis. So if we're here and we're hearing this message and we're not saved, get saved. Get saved. It's as easy as ABC, except believe and confess. Hallelujah. And then if you're here, you're hearing this and you're already saved. Uh, speak boldly. God is looking for Noah's. Are you a Noah today? Are you going to speak your unpopular message? Are you going to stand for what's right when everyone else is calling for what's wrong? Are you just going to go with the crowd? Are you going to be involved in the holy and the, and the unholy? Unholy when you're with men like Peter, you're, you're, you're in the certain settings, yes, Lord, you're, you're following Christ. But when it gets too hard, you shrink back to see, Lord, I don't know how this thing is going to work out. Stand for the word. Stand for what God is going to do. And I just want to let you know today that as you do that, he takes care of you right now. And not only today, but he takes care of you through every day of your life. Hallelujah. When you receive Christ, you can spend eternity in his presence. And he's going to judge each and every one of us on that day of judgment. When we all have to stand before the Savior and give an account for every deed and every idle thought that we've done in this moment. I don't know about you, but I want to hear him say, well done. Our good and faithful servant. Is that your testimony today? Do you want to hear him say, well done? Hallelujah. Well, that's my prayer for you as well. So I want to let you know today there are certain situations that God has to handle. And God is handling this as well. Do your part and trust God to do his part. The word of God for the people of God. And the people of God did say, amen. God bless you, baby. I'll keep you. It's our prayer. Hallelujah.